This is Coach Lee, and in this video, I'm going to talk to you about how to fix your marriage. This can also work for a non-married relationship. Take a quick second and click the subscribe button below so you can be notified when I have more videos like this, and that includes videos on relationship dynamics, attraction, getting an ex back, marriage, and mindfulness. So click that subscribe button below, and let's get started. A lot of people want to know, how do I fix my marriage? And a lot of the issue is the question in that the question is the wrong mindset. It almost treats it kind of like a car. If we just fix a couple parts here, we can sit back and it will just run. It's sort of like that we can just set it and forget it, that it's a machine that just needs a tweak here, a tweak there and some maintenance and it will run fine. And that's the wrong mindset because whereas we should understand, we should focus and look into the status, the analytics of our relationships, of our marriage. There's also a problem with looking at it as though the marriage is its own creature outside of this individual that we are with, that we love, that we're married to. And when you focus too much on the marriage as being sort of its own life form, and you take some of the focus off of the person, that's when things can tend to go wrong. And a lot of people who are trying to help will talk about the issue. We'll talk about fixing a marriage as though the marriage is this separate animal from either of you. And that focusing on this concept of the marriage is going to help things. And this other person is almost not even involved, which is a little bit creepy. But that's how a lot of the modern people who look into this tend to approach it. I want to just say again, I do see value in looking at the marriage as a whole and in working to make it better. What I'm saying is, is that when you take the emphasis off of the person that you're married to, that's when your problems can often start. And when you're almost helpless in terms of being able to get your marriage to where you want it to be. So let's just talk about that for a second, about making your marriage what you want it to be by focusing on the person you're married to. And how should you focus on the person you're married to? One of the concepts when actually looking at the marriage relationship is understanding that that relationship involves give and take. And it involves give and take with this other person. And if it ever becomes that one person is the taker and one person is the giver, then the dynamic is in difficulty in terms of being able to sustain itself. And I'm going to talk about that a little later in terms of that there's an expiration on this relationship when the other person is being mistreated. And so what I'm saying in terms of give and take is, is that if one person is the taker, they get the compliments, they get the gifts and the wonderful treatment and to feel like they are wanted and desired and beautiful and good looking. And the other person doesn't get that. The marriage can stay intact for a long time. It can also stay intact for a very little amount of time. It really depends on the person. And again, that's why I keep saying, if you focus only on the marriage and some of these one size fits all books and courses, that's where the problem can start because you'll think, but I'm doing this, but this is happening. But our marriage, when I look at the analytics, it's this. So things should be going well. I don't understand. And that's often when you are not focused on the person you're married to, but you're focused on this ethereal imaginary creature that is the marriage without focusing enough on the other person. 
That's why the one-size-fits-all doesn't work too well. And if you doubt that, just take a look at the divorce rate. When USA Today and the New York Times interviewed me about the state of marriage in relation to the lockdowns of 2020 and 2021, when there's a global pandemic that everyone's trying to react to and respond to, and the question was, how are marriages handling this? My response was interesting to them and that I said, you know, things are actually going pretty well. Some of the initial looks into this actually suggested that the pandemic, the lockdowns were harming relationships, were harming marriages, and no doubt it did harm some. But toward the end of it, at least in some countries, when things were starting to come out, people were starting to be able to live more of a normal life, that's when there was some polling done by my organization as well as two or three others, and these were global organizations that had good funding and could do these things. It was interesting that the number of people who were considering divorce had been cut in half. And the question was, well, how? They had to spend all this time together. During the lockdowns, how could they actually have improved? Well, not all of them improved. Some people probably were hurt by being locked down together because they had to have some of these issues come to a head and they didn't handle it very well and they just decided to call it quits. But a lot of people, first of all, the value they place in this other person increased, which is very important. Why did it increase? Well, because their interactions have become so few with other people that this person now became their company, their friend, their companion. And one couple who spoke to me and before the start of the lockdowns, they were actually separated and going to divorce. But during the lockdowns, to quote the wife, she said, he became my rock. And then she said, his voice became the most beautiful thing on earth to me. And the reasons she stated for that was that everything was out of control. The future was unsure. Her world was basically confusion and darkness and fear. And you know what he told her? We'll figure it out. We will work this out together. And he became her rock. And so his value went up, the value of the relationship went up, and they became closer. And a lot of people experienced that during the lockdowns. A lot of people, because they were getting that time off, one of them went to work, they could go out and do things, so they didn't have to face their issues. They avoided each other, and so they got enough time away that when they were together, things could be somewhat smooth. But a lot of people, when those issues came up because they were having to be around each other so much more than normal. They chose to work things out. And that's a great thing. A lot of them learned that marriage is about give and take to the point that one person needs to ensure that the other person feels loved, liked, and desired. And that matches pretty cleanly and pretty simply with the idea that we are triune beings, meaning we are mind, body, and spirit. We want to be desired in all three of those areas. We want to be loved, we want to be liked, and we want to be desired. And you may think that my spouse can handle me not liking them, or my spouse can handle me not desiring them physically. They can handle that, and maybe they can short term. But if you're talking long term, again, I go back to that expiration date. Your spouse is only going to handle the deficiency for so long. They are only going to take mistreatment or not feeling liked or loved or desired for so long. 
and they reach a point where you can't just fix it. You can't just flick a switch and say, okay, I desire you now. So you'll stay, right? They reach a point where no matter what you do, they want to leave. Does that mean it's all over? That you can't save it? It doesn't. At the moment, though, it means that this person wants to go. And it's going to be very difficult for you to get them back short term. That's when you have to apply long-term strategy, which involves the strategic contact rule. And I have a video about that that I will link to in the description below. And I talk about that in my emergency marriage kit and how you can apply long-term strategy to getting your spouse back. But when they reach that point, that expiration date for mistreatment, for not feeling liked, loved, or desired, that's when you are basically helpless in the moment. You can't talk them back into it. You can't promise them back into it. And you can't behave them back into it because they have experienced it for so long that they don't believe the promises. They don't care about what you do as far as, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change this. I'm gonna start doing this for you. I'm gonna be better in this area because at this point, they don't want it anymore. And like I talk about in lots of my other videos, and you can subscribe to this channel so you can be notified when I have more videos that come out. When the motivation is gone, no matter what you do, you will not be able to reach this person because this didn't happen overnight. Your response is basically overnight. Okay, okay, you wanna leave? I'll fix this. See, that's an overnight response, but them leaving you, wanting to separate, wanting to divorce, wanting to be with someone else, did not happen overnight. It was weeks, months, or years of them going over this in thought, having debates with themselves, talking themselves out of it, talking themselves out of leaving, talking themselves into giving things another chance. But once they reach that point where they say enough, that point that I call the expiration date, you can't just promise them that you'll change and they'll stay because they're done. And what you can do to prevent that is actually the same thing that you can do to bring them back. It just won't happen. Usually it doesn't happen overnight. And part of that is focusing on unmet needs. So again, back to the liked, loved, and desired. That is the being loved in all three levels of our being. That is so important. And a way to prevent your spouse from getting to the point where they want to leave is that they feel that they are liked, loved, and desired by you. But the other side of that coin is that you are liked, loved, and desired by them. And that's where you work on your attractiveness. You actually work on yourself, that you are as attractive as you can be mentally, emotionally, and physically. And when each of you feel liked, loved, and desired from the other person, that's when you are in a state of intimacy, of satisfaction, of marital bliss, and they don't want to leave. But it's when needs are unmet, when they don't feel that back from you, that they can reach the point of wanting to leave. And that's where it can't just be fixed. So what you do to fix your marriage, you must become that person who is liked, loved, and desired by them. And you must become the person who likes, loves, and desires them. And for them to realize all of this, you have to embark on a journey, which is a journey of self-awareness for them. It is also for you, but you are staying away from them. You're giving them what they're asking for at the moment, which is separation 
that they say, I want a divorce, I want to leave, I'm going to separate from you, or I'm going to go be with this other person. If you fight it and you keep them from it, then you make this other thing, this other person, something that they only get to long for. And so you actually give it more power. But when you give them what they're asking for, it's the first step for showing that you love them and that you like them because you're respecting their decision. And it's difficult to do. You most likely want to beg and chase and plead and promise and do these things that you think will get them back because you feel like if you don't get them back right now that you will lose them forever. There will be a time when that type of discussion has to happen, where you have to say, this will change, where you have to tell them how much you care about them, where you have to do things that are demonstrable, that show them that you love them, like them, and desire them. But at the moment, that will only appear as though you were trying to bring them back, and they're not going to believe it. It's going to look fake, and that will make them actually more disinterested. So it's best to actually give them the separation, not to chase after, to let them have it, because that's when they can learn that they don't want it. Staying away actually teaches them what they truly want, if they want to stay away or if they actually want to come back. And if you show you're strong enough to stay away, it's actually an attractive thing. And it also allows them to come to the realization that they could lose you, that you could go off, that you could be with someone else, that you could be strong enough that if they wanted you back, you could be the one to say, no, thank you. And that's how you get to the point where you are a source of attraction. So it's not that you're chasing and trying to talk them into coming back and forcing them to listen, but that you are pulling them, that they're coming towards you in their own free will and they want to talk. And the first step of that is allowing them to experience what they think they want, because at the moment it's just conceptual. Now it gets a little bit more difficult when we're talking about another person being involved, because if they want to just leave you for this other person and they go marry this person, then obviously everything becomes more difficult. And in some of that, you have to accept the fact that you cannot control the other person. And I talk about more of what to do in that situation in my emergency marriage kit, which I will link to in the description below. Or you can get more information on at myexbackcoach.com or marriageradio.com. But I will link to it in the description below. And you can subscribe so that when I have more videos like this, that you'll be able to see those. You click that notification option, you'll be notified the second that I publish a new video. This has been Coach Lee, and as always, thank you for watching.